we advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I, I am Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Lose its meaning. I, I am, am so fucking with me, Todd. <laughs> you say funny things. Well, howdy, partners. Hi. Howdy do. Howdy do, neighbor. I forgot I had a bell now. Oh, that's nice. It threw me off. I looked around because it's in my yeah. headphones. And it like, sounded like it had reverse reverb. It was like, <laughs> bing. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that's like when weird. you flip when you flip a symbol wave and yeah. yeah, it's anticipation. Yeah, that's that was, what you do that for. That yeah. it's, it's a technique. Very strange. Audio nerd talk. Yeah, well, it was up on a shelf, like above and behind my mic when I rang it. So, oh wow, you had to do like a hoop shot, like a fucking yeah, pretty much. Shot. I was like, "Where's the fucking bell?" Yeah, there you go. That's nice. Nice. Brad fixed it so you didn't break my ear. <laughs> I can't hear. I say I can't even talk. I can't hear myself. That's a, that's. Oh, that's. I what didn't it touch is. shit. Did you turn no, the volume? No, I turned the the our our output down. So uh, to the headphones. I'm fine. I can hear fine. You can. Well, I, I got bad ears. I like it loud. My I'm ears, are ears like aren't fucked. Dead. Mine are fucked from guitar and recording bands and fucking yeah. going to shows. My no, ears mine are, are okay. I just like I don't know. These headphones are. Need switch like back. Switch something. back, bro. No, Put those on the guest. There's good. some right here. Let's go one ear. There we go. We look, you look handsome that way. Mm. Say that. Thanks. Nibble on my earlobe. Might. Hi, Dave. How's it going? I like that you went and got your bell. I feel better about it. Yeah, I that do you too. You came you here and got your bell. You don't have your animal bell arrangement anymore, though. I don't. It's there. There's always Amazon. I can get on there. And get <laughs> That's it. true. Yeah. It's the wrong episode. Several. I know. We need several a, bells. We need an electronic drum set. With like bell sounds. Like so a baby just, one though? Or like a Roland, but we just no, no, like dumb it all the one. way down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we no. have like expensive drum set, but we turn it no, into No, you can get like shit. an Elisa's, yeah. like, Trainers. you know, something mid-level. 400 bucks. Yeah, and yeah. I, but each tom is like a bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Down. I'll practice down here. Even the kick drum. It's yeah. just a loud bell. It's like I'll a doom. You know. Hmm? You'll practice. Yeah, come down here and practice my... <laughs> Each of our instruments for the band should be weird. Like your drums just play bells. Yeah. It'll be Bohemian Bell City. Like we'll do yeah. a whole thing. Well, syncopation going on. It'll huh. be awesome. That'd be fun. Like what it. my bass sound like. Yeah. Your bass? Um, what, what would the bass sound like? Brad can do the 808 kick with his throat. <laughs> I want to do, I'm, I'm only going to sing in meows though. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Meowdy meows, meow meow meow, meowdy meows. We'll do covers. Dirty deeds. Yeah, yeah. right. I got it. I Everybody totally, knows. I saw, yeah. Yeah. You, you heard the lyrics yeah. in your head. I knew exactly as I was meowing him. Yeah, <laughs> there was no doubt. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, speaking of no doubt. Yeah. No. <laughs> Spiderwebs go. Yeah. Meow 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 me
That one's harder. Yam, 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 yam. That's why we're going to practice. Yam, so. yam, I'll yam, practice yam, my bills. Yam, you practice your, your no doubt. Yeah. yeah we'll that's that's a hard one. It is it hard. Is. We'll get it. Get my vocal training. Haven't done that yet. Yeah. I saw them. I, I'm a huge fan of the band Garbage, and Garbage was opening for No Doubt. So we went down to to Long Beach. That's where they're from, right? No, yes. Sounds right. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. We went and saw sure. them in Long Beach. Like I wasn't really going to see No Doubt. Not like I'm talking shit on them. I just it's never been like my. I wouldn't drive to Long Beach to to go see No Doubt. But holy mm-hmm. fucking shit, I couldn't believe. Like I couldn't believe it. She was just doing like cardio for an hour and a half while singing yeah like unbelievable like i've like i've never seen a performer do that much physicality and still just do live singing and never sound winded she just fucking knocked it's like fucking hell i watched um their story is something crazy too like they played in a garage in orange county or something and uh like the singer was like fucking off or gone or something and they were like oh my little sister can sing and like fucking she came down the street and like that was that That she came all right she came that's that's how she could do all that cardio and still i mean what not be out of breath what does her and Blake Shelton sound like having sex? Oh, I forgot they're together. Yeah. I That's think so in, in my ear, it just sounds like her having sex. Maybe. They yeah. only do reverse cowgirl. He insists yeah. on it. Yeah. He sings old George Strait songs while he's fucking her. <laughs> Why old George yeah. Strait songs? I don't know. Where the know. sidewalk just, ends? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He changes them though. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oceanfront property on your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where the penis tip ends and the road begins yeah, yeah. they're just all sexual yeah. spoofs like yeah. yeah yeah i like it i don't know i was gonna say i, I watched a band i uh, went to the troubadour down in la and uh my a guy a guy that used to be in a band with he was a drummer his friend was a bass player like an amazing bass player like probably one of the i mean Honestly, like probably one of the best bass players I've ever seen, Mm. uh, pro or, you know, amateur, like this guy was insane. And they took me down to watch this band and I forget the band's name, but it was like a band that was for musicians. Like if you weren't a musician or in a band like you didn't appreciate these guys and, um, the fucking, the, they were doing fucking backflips and shit and never missed a beat. (laughs) Wow. Christ. Like no joke. No, I know when I had a band down here, like this is how I'm not great. <laughs> like yeah. we, we had to like put in like blue lights and red lights. Cause I didn't realize how much I looked at my fucking hand. Like it was too dark. And I was like, Oh, like I'm not quite making that chord change sometimes because I apparently like stare at my hands when I type like, but guitar, yeah. I look at the fretboard when yeah. I do like some major fucking something. And I didn't realize that it would affect me cause I'd never played in the fucking dark. And so we literally put like a blue light and a red light back here. <laughs> yeah. there, none of these lights were even in here. Yeah. So it was like bar scene. Like it was super fucking dim and I struggled for a little while to be able to fucking yeah. play because I couldn't see my fucking hand. So right. dudes doing backflips just blows my yeah, fucking and, mind. Yeah, and never missing a beat. Dude, like there's that video of Stevie insane. Ray Vaughan where a string breaks and he just fucking kills it all the way through while a guy is fucking handing him a guitar and he changes fucking yeah. guitars yeah. and replugs it in and yeah. never fucking misses a beat. Yep, there's just time. Those are real musicians. When I, I suck. When I, I have saw, fun though. When I saw Prince at the Hollywood Bowl, he did like a whole piano set and they wheeled out like a giant purple grand piano. And when it, when he started doing darling Nikki a little bit later, he climbed up on top of the piano and was humping the air while doing a guitar solo. And then he slid 
so that his high heel boots were over the piano keys and he was playing the piano with the high heels of his boots while doing a guitar solo and wailing about darling Nikki. Wow. The craziest I just like, shit I've ever seen. Yeah, you just made me feel like, what have I been doing with my life right now? <laughs> like, nah, you could practice your whole life. No, I know, that, but yeah. I'm saying like I could be good at something. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Yeah, fuck. but that's just already good at something. He yeah. just made for yeah. music. Like, no, we, we probably will have something, but it might be like uh, making pancakes or some man. shit. Right. Like, right. I could kill it on pancakes, I'm really good bro. at chocolate milk, bro. <laughs> And yeah. even like the the way the band reacted, it looked like it was spontaneous. Like the yeah, band didn't look like, insane. oh, this is the part where he goes and does that on the piano. He just fucking did it. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I think we, either, should, we need a shirt that yeah. says I'm really good at chocolate yeah. milk. Uh, speaking of Prince, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of speaking of Prince, I, I found pa- check this out. I'm gonna write it on paper in front of me. I'm not even gonna write it on my oh, shit. I found yeah. I found Dave. If you're a magic enthusiast, if you play magic, I found Dave and you and you're a Prince fan. Mm-hmm. I found him a Prince playmat. Fucking dope. I can't wait to. By one it. of the original uh, magic artists. Yeah. Yeah. So you texted me, and I think within 90 seconds, I was entering yeah. my credit card number. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew. I knew. Yeah. The conversation was funny. He's like, I just told myself I wasn't going to buy shit I don't need. I was like, yeah, but you fucking need I, this. I think He's I like, finally got. He's fucking right. I do. I haven't even <laughs> played magic in two years, and that yeah. didn't fucking make me pause. I didn't pause. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to play magic again and I'm going to use my Prince mat. Yeah. I'm just going to secretly start like a, a, a t-shirt company. That's just print shirts. Cause I know I could survive. Oh, you Dave target off Dave. Yeah. yeah. Dave yeah as soon as he true. sees yeah. it, you're like, fuck I think, it. I think yeah. I got burned on one of those like Instagram fucking ads that it's like, you got yeah. 15 minutes left to order. I ordered the atomic bomb explosion lamp or whatever. That fucking badass one oh, looks like yeah. an atomic cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, it's like 17 bucks. If I get scammed, to get scammed. No yeah. money's come out of my account. There's no weird credit card activity. I got charged for it. Yeah. I got like, it's been shipped notifications. I got like a tracking notification at some point, but it's been fucking months, weeks, dude. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't think that shit's going to show up. Eh, I don't know probably, if I blame that's COVID probably from overseas. Or if it's a, such a good scam that they lead you on until it's like, it's uh, too so late. Much time it's too passed. late to file a, a claim. Yeah, it's too late to file a claim. Days. Or yeah, it might be some shit I'd like be that. Surprised, man. I've seen that shit everywhere. Like they, there was some money into marketing that thing i don't know if like that wasn't just there's a, a bunch though, dude. it's there's probably a, uh, it's probably shipped from overseas i get one yeah. like and, that about guitars yeah. though and it's like these are like they say fender like yeah. it's, and it's like 140 bucks yeah. like i'm like it can't be like all these guitars are like they look like american they're fenders. knockoffs I, I don't even care if it's a knockoff. Yeah. I just, if, I'll give you my 140 bucks if I really get the fake guitar. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I don't care. Yeah, I'll, put that, I'll put that it's fucking like neck on something else. Like you can go on Wish, order a bunch of shit and then sell it for more here. Something you know Wish that's real. I hate to say it, Brent, but that's not going to be a real nuclear explosion when you. Yeah. yeah. I know. I, I kind of, I wasn't holding my breath, you just know. Making sure I you thought know. about it. I was like, I was like radiation exposure. They couldn't do it. Like for this is uranium. Reasons. Yeah. It just yeah. comes in a uranium yeah. bar. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> sprinkled real fucking cesium own. on it. It's yeah. all now with real cesium. Yeah, put in your queef. Oh, oh that's right. Our uh, we always like to shout out the Patreon um, at the top of the show and give some love to our patrons. Our patrons are the ones who allow us to keep on trucking. Um, a lot of the Patreon money that we get, we end up sort of you know re- reinvesting in the community by shipping out a ton of shit to you guys. Um, and we also use it to you know to to host and to upgrade equipment and to buy more ramen noodles and whiskey for our own homes. Um, so we do appreciate it and we want to give you guys a shout out. So a couple, couple at the top of this show. One is for Andrew McNeil. Remember Andrew? Mm-hmm. McNeil, he McNeil while he was sucking my dick. <laughs> that's a sandwich. Yeah. That's a, yeah. it's a sex move where you eat a fucking egg McMuffin and then give a blowjob. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's called, no, the, he Mc, did, it's called he the McNeil. Ate, he ate two egg McMuffins because <laughs> yeah. they were two for five. Yeah. 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 You eat some eggs and eat my dick. That's he how bits, it works. And then he got a beef patty. It's called the egg McNeil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So thank you. Thank you, Andrew McNeil. Um, Ivan Mestrovic. He's his grandmother was actually the Russian babushka that had the original cesium queef. Yeah. Is yeah. it yeah. Ivan or Ivan? Um I don't know. I don't want to say like Ivan to suck your dick. That's <laughs> yeah, what it's yeah, like. yeah, that's, that's it's basically that's, seven degrees yeah. of sucking dick. We're, yeah, we're gonna make it. Gonna we'll be, make it yeah, happen. We'll make it work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next is simply Baltazar. We don't have to do anything yeah. with that one. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. <laughs> He's the Balzar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baltazar. Yeah. Um, Shane Thrift with a Y, a jaunty Y in Shane. Yeah. It's a cheap blowjob. It doesn't yeah, cost yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's expensive yeah. hookers and cheap hookers. Yeah. 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 Thrift is a cheap hooker. Yep. And then um, the podcast, Nerds on Topic. I and, got nothing bad to say about him. Uh, he's awesome, actually. No, he gives great blowjobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're free is the and thing. That's exactly. why I don't want to complain. He doesn't He actually pays me. us. Yeah. He gave us he Patreon gave you money. money. Yeah, he gave us wow. Patreon money wow. to, to blow us. Yeah, that, he well, just I, hasn't got to you yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't see it. His knees are still sore. Mm. He actually, <laughs> I should thank him because when we went to the last Anaheim meetup, when I had yep. my first ever Ultimate Burger at the House of Blues. Me uh, too. Me too. I had a piece bought, of yours. He bought me that Ultimate Burger in order to blow me. Did he? Oh, <laughs> oh wow. wow. Yeah. wow. So. He's actually a really good artist, though. He drew a super Is cool he? picture of us. And um, it's got Trent in the picture. It's not me because he's holding a fat it. joint that looks like mm-hmm. looks like a, a carrot or something. The joint's so big. But he's a good artist. But his yeah, last I, name is Workman. Carrots. His real name is Workman. And he's drawing pictures of carrots. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't know. None it all carrots. goes back to blowjobs. But if you do want to listen to a nerdy podcast, it is on the Podbelly Network. It's on topic, not like ours. On topic. And he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's both a patron of ours and a podcast on the Podbelly Network. So. It's a twofer. And then finally, we want to uh, give one uh, shout out um, posted in the group. Um, Joseph Caldera um, made a post about a GoFundMe for some um, medical problems. He's got uh, cancer at the moment. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out. So if any of you didn't see the post and you're inclined, um, either go to the, the Sofa King group or uh, get on GoFundMe and do a search for Joseph Caldera. Um, and if you can, even just a couple of bucks um, will help. But he's just trying to cover his medical expenses. So Yeah, there's there's a ton of us. If everyone just gave a dollar or something, yeah. I mean, whatever you can. If you can give a hundred dollars, yeah. give it. But if you can go over there and throw a dollar, that's that's huge. Yips. Um, so we've got a hot sack, Dave. Before okay. I forget. Yeah. My um, sack's hot. So we looked all over the internet. We checked the Facebooks. We checked the Reddit. And then finally we landed on Instagram because I remember uh, El Yucateco LA. It's like, I don't know, that's a different El Yucateco Instagram account. Reposted one of our fans because that's how famous we are. It's like, that's the Mexico El Yucateco Instagram account. That's not even the one in America. Yeah. So we have, we've crossed borders now. We went Brenner National, International. Brenner National. That Brenner National is a slip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. When I, sometimes I, I think globally, huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just Nick, uh, one, his name always throws me off. I always think it's your Dietrich. We bring that name up because I think, uh, it's like just Nick. I don't yeah, know. There just was Nick. her old like name was something weird like that, hmm. but it's not, this is some dude named yeah, just Nick. Uh, but he, he won for posting some kind of crazy bagel sandwich. I can't tell because the original post was in English and it is now in Spanish because it's from the Mexico, um, Instagram. Oh, wow. nice. uh, so basically they're going to come and kill you. Maybe it looks good though. It's like a bagel and cheese. Maybe there's salmon under there or something. Like maybe um, it's the... Lox and bagel thing. He posted a different it's got picture. Avocados oh, on that's it. a different picture. Yeah, and a bunch of green sauce. So uh, it, it does yeah. look delicious. I've switched up in the. I didn't are they? Switch. Are they? Are they? Are they? I've been using a ton of green things? sauce. No. Are they? Are they the? 
You can't tell, man. I'm telling you, you have to find the original post, hmm. um, which I couldn't dare click on it and find the original post. Here it is. Oh. Um, yeah, it says poached eggs, salmon, and Mexican cheese on a bagel. I wish oh, I liked salmon. Like the Mexican cheese. It looks fucking delicious. Oh, that's how. Yeah, I, I just don't it. like salmon, man. I can't do it. Salmon. But anyways, salmon. he's going to win the El Yucateco hot sack uh, because they're the king of flavors since 1968. No, no, you don't get the Dave. You're not going to do your thing now? Well, you I didn't backwards. interrupt you. Yeah, I'm I'm done. Go I ahead. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Dang it! El <laughs> Yucateco. Oh, I thought you were talking about yeah. the bell ring. No, no, no. Let's no. get one. Jesus Christ! We really got to rehearse this shit. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. You guys had a re- we had a rehearsal. Yeah. Brad was the only one who showed up. Here's the here's the other one. Is that that same guy? Yeah. Well, he double wins. That's same sandwich. I think he just eats that sandwich a lot. Yeah, maybe. I've been getting crazy with tomato That's, sandwiches, man. I'm fucking killing tomato one. sandwiches. Tomato sandwiches. Saturday Fuck cheat yes. meal after 30-mile cycle daily exercise. Yeah, it must be. A yeah, Beyond dude. Burger with an egg, bit of blue cheese dressing, and green El Yucateco. I remember yeah, that. Dude. Yeah. I just do uh, that Dave's Killer Bread, mm-hmm. the green one, and then toast it. It fucks your mouth up, though, oh, dude. Sure does, That's dude. like having a fucking Brillo pad for a sandwich, yeah. but it's so delicious, but it fucking tears up the bottom of my mouth. Like eating like under my the roof, the roof of your mouth. And the roof of your mouth. I yeah. fucking, I'm like, you can only have one of those sandwiches because you'll bleed, but I chop up uh, tomatoes, avocado, I put salt and pepper, one slice of Swiss cheese, and I've been putting like uh, like that mixed arugula, like salad shit on there, getting fancy, and then uh, salt and pepper. Mm. Fucking good if you've never had a tomato sandwich. Like, honestly, um, the people get pissed. Like, you don't even miss. It's like a BLT. I think that's the primary components. You don't even really miss the bacon. Like, I could eat a fucking stack of those if my fucking mouth would hold up and not bleed. <laughs> it's like fucking, it's like Captain Crunch on hey, steroids. I, I don't like tomatoes. I don't like tomatoes. ALT. Really? I like onions. Well, you can put onions on it too. I haven't gone there yet. I only had diced onions. That were like you, need, you would you need a dirty porch onion sandwich. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Dirty no, porch monkey. Someone made one. Remember sandwich. you said whatever the fuck that yeah. was? Several people made them. What was on it? Is chili powder or something weird? It was um, like... A, like a good three fourths inch slice of onion, uh, olive right. oil, like mm-hmm. way too uh, much olive oil. I remember and just these. like a quarter of an inch of paprika. On oh, paprika! That's a quarter of an yeah. inch. Like just so much paprika, dude. Like so oh much. Paprika God. doesn't taste like anything. It, it's it just does. red. Yeah, it does. <laughs> when you have a quarter inch on your sandwich, that's what she said. I mean, you have to put enough on there to counteract the flavor of eating like fucking a half an onion in one slice. Mm. I could do it. I love. I can't do that. Whenever that's we get not. like hamburgers and shit, everybody pulls like their onions off, onion. and I just that's fucking right. eat them. Eat them while I'm eating my fries. I like light onion. The Apache sandwich because the guy was oh, that's right. Walked around like an Indian, yeah. That's the Apache sandwich. Yep. Fuck that. Yeah, it was gnarly, dude. And he ate it multiple times. Like, that wasn't just like a one-off, like, oh, because he was like a pseudo-homeless, like lived in some of those downtown hotels kind of guy. Probably like just back- found it because that's what he could get. A lot of well, poor no, 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 food dude, becomes food. There was, whole, there was a whole contingent. It used to be him and Lou, who was like a, a transvestite and in mid-transition, and the guy that used oh, to dress Lou like, Dog, you called him. Yeah, Lou Dog. Dressed like a railroad engineer. Like all these fucking weird, they cut each other's dress. Like, it, a it like the, the fucking village people, the bum they, village people. They like, were, and they were all like sort of the you know those fucking shitty downtown Bakersfield hotels where it's like if you're kind yeah of, the the Tigre the yeah, Tegler if you're the kind te- of Tegler you'll yeah. scrape up enough money to stay there for two or three nights and then sleep behind a bush and it's like there was this whole pack of them there were probably six or seven that would always sit on what is now the non-smoking side and um 
I just I sat there and watched him make that sandwich. I, I probably make him. I probably watched him make that sandwich a dozen times over the course of a year. Like that was a go-to sandwich for him because the <laughs> first that. time it was like, oh, this guy just came up on an onion, some bread, and some paprika and some olive oil, and he's doing the best he can. Maybe but, like burned his taste buds out with crack or some shit. You know what I mean? I don't know. Or snorting, snorting something. He had no sense of smell, so he couldn't taste. Yeah, so he needed like extreme yeah. flavor. Yeah. So our topic today is um, Atari, the Atari Corporation. Um, I still have mine. Still got it. I don't have the 2600. I have the 800XL, yeah, but I still got it. Yeah. I wish I had my 2600, even though I had My buddy had a 2600. I was at his house I don't all the time. I just played one. on his. They're, just, they're old. I almost bought one at the swap meet a while back, but like, it was like, uh, I didn't have the power cord. So I was like, I'm gonna have to chase that shit down. You no, that's me. Like I, I you can buy them. Like theoretically, I want one. But when I was doing the research, and I kept seeing like brand, like photos of brand new ones with right. like the little the little case that you could put all your cartridges in, and they were all like brand new out of the box. I wanted those. Like I don't want I think, some I, fucking the the rubber cap is gone off the joystick. There's no fucking. Yeah. Like, I can't plug it into my TV anyway. Like. Yeah, you don't have the cable. Yeah, no, it's, like, a, it's, like, a, it's a romantic. Oh, it's a it's a UHF like fucking little yeah. forks. So you have to yeah. loosen the screws. I, I yeah, there's probably a converter like a. There it is. There's, there's a sure box. Exists, yeah, yeah. I say we buy one. And I'm gonna cut a hole in the wall right there and put a TV behind it and frame it in, so it's just sitting there, ready to go. You can just play Atari right there at the wall. And really, just make a game station the, like Dan Camarillo. Yeah. We, we could do that, but that looks like an like arcade. A I want the actual yeah. consoles. We should just uh, make like have a Nintendo, have a bunch of shit. And hey, the we should. Retro, I have them. Retro. I, yeah. A couple times I've thought about getting on eBay and buying one. I then think, well, couldn't I just spend like 40 bucks and buy like a simulation one that has like the real joysticks plugged you could, in you could, yeah. and has like a hundred fucking games in it? It's not the, it's not the same. You could, you could just simulate it on your computer and use a PlayStation controller. You, you could do it right now in 20 minutes with some, with some ROMs. Yeah. I'd have to have a real Atari joystick or there's no... Yeah, they have USB versions of it, but that's not the same. It's just not, man. I have my Nintendo, and it's like, yeah. it's not like having the ROMs. I don't know. There's something about having to fucking stand on one leg, hit it on your head, and blow in the cartridge to make that shit work. Right. You know? And for it to be a little fucked up and not quite look, you know, good on the TV because there's some static and shit. Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. I, I wanted to look into the company because I, I knew that they, I mean, obviously were influential in video games. I had no idea how not just influential instrumental they were in did you know steve jobs and wozniak worked there yeah that's fucking crazy and and being instrumental in in um you know if if you were a serial killer you obviously didn't have an atari exactly Exactly. so they help they helped better the world in that sense yeah and i even remember like if you watch the like blade runner that came out in 1984 like at one point when Deckard Harrison Ford's character is running through the streets, chasing down one of the replicants. He's it's like the whole city is flooded with advertising and he runs past all these like Atari ads, which are just funny now. Yeah. It's like, you would not see that. And, and the film took place in the film was supposed to occur in, I believe 2020, 2019, hmm. um, something like that. Um, but anyway, uh, the thing that I thought was awesome was when they made the sequel to it, um, there's still giant Atari signs 
I kept with it. Like in the city. And I was like, okay, hats off. You kept the Atari. I I watched a shit ton of Atari commercials while I was doing this research. God, they got fucking pretty wild. Like when they had the Atari Jaguar, they fucking had a dude with a blow, like a blow up sex doll. And it's all (laughs) Atari Jaguar. Nothing else is fun anymore. And he's just sitting there with a fucking sex doll. (laughs) Dang. This is for kids. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was a different. It was a. Yeah, that was a time. NBA and Primal Rage and shit. That actually looked pretty good. I don't remember Atari having a console that did that. Yeah, Jaguar was badass, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I I have CD-ROM. They were crazy fucking expensive, but my friend Crazy Phil had one, and we used to just fucking sit like it was. It was. It was. It was a full generation ahead of anything else that was out. It's just that it was so expensive. And nobody what like, like they couldn't because it was so expensive. All the developers were like, I'm not going to develop something for this console and Atari wanted exclusives. So it's like, I'm not going to develop something just for an Atari console that no one's buying. Like I didn't it, realize how many times Atari changed hands too. Yeah. the Atari wasn't Atari at some at that point. Yeah. Like it's it's it was a wild story. I learned a lot from this. Actually, I yeah. thought I knew more about Atari. Yeah. So and of course, we'll touch on the the infamous uh burial of the et cartridges i watched it I watched, yeah. I watched game over and i watched just a bunch of clips of the excavation game over it's actually a decent documentary yeah it's good yeah that's good did you ever did you ever see that brad i have not okay um came out a co- i mean it's a little bit i mean it came out a couple of years ago it's not like don't, a recent thing don't spoil anything for me okay okay i won't they don't find the cartridges <gasps> i know that's a lie yeah i could be you can clearly not choose the wine in front of you my intellect is dizzying. So watch <laughs> out for it, bro. Right. <laughs> so, um, the, the, again, the modern day industry of video games, the, even like the home gaming industry, um, it all goes back to Atari and it's two founders, Nolan Bushnell and Ted Dabney, right. um, were the two founders of Atari and yeah. I did my my amazing business plan of only starting with five hundred dollars. Like uh, everyone kept saying two fifty, but they both put two fifty in. It was five hundred dollars okay. total to start the company. Right. Um, I saw on an interview you talked about it, but that's always been my secret to success. Is everything I've ever started was with five hundred bucks. Hmm. I think it's important because you don't start out in debt. Like you don't go buy unnecessary shit and right. you kind of have a drive to make that shit happen. It has to fucking work because you don't have any more money to do anything else. So right. you have right. to make up for the lack of funds with fucking hustle. Right. I think that's what's important. And then if you need better equipment, you start making money to get the equipment. Right. It yeah. causes you to reinvest because you have to reinvest right. because you need the fucking next thing and you right. only have enough money to do it. Yeah. And I also, I, I like they, it's a story of like, being all in it was like everything they did they were all in like if any one of the things that were massive successes was a massive failure their entire company would have fucking gone belly up yeah it's they said that they were constantly they didn't actually make a profit or no they didn't have any venture capital funds until the company was making 40 million dollars because they said what you don't realize is like to scale when you're you're proportionally working with these sums of money because you might be selling thirty two million dollars in video games, but, you're but it might be costing it, yeah. fucking like thirty one yeah. million dollars. Right. You're just behind. You're just yeah. behind. You're just yeah. moving larger yeah. sums of money. You know what yeah. I mean? You're like you're just flipping a dollar to make two dollars. You know, but it's just it's always close. He said yeah. every time there was payroll, he was fucking sketched out like to the point that he talked about. Um, he told a story about getting medical f- benefits for the employees, and he said like a bunch of the employees were like sixteen and seventeen. So like it was some weird unheard 
sort of thing where they could get really cheap medical benefits, but they made the mistake of putting orthodontics into the contract. And he said like the next week when they rolled out benefits, like every fucking, Everybody got, every girl, uh, like 200 girls with braces. And he was like, God damn it. Because <laughs> I just got yeah. done making Frogger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was a pretty cool story, but he said, yeah, he's stressed about payroll um, and that he would have to go start b- collecting bills. Like fuck who owes us money, who owes us money so I can pay yeah. the paychecks on Friday. Right. Like that's, that kind that's of shit. small business yeah. for you. Yeah. I mean, no, I do that shit. That's, I've been that's in that how it works. For you know? sure. And they turned out because it's, you sort of assume that all the big video games from back in the day were Atari, but they weren't, but their games were Pong, um, Asteroids, Lunar Lander, Missile Command, Battlezone, Warlord, Centipede, Tempest, Star Wars, Paperboy. Like those were their big coin op games. They're um, horrible. They're fucking no way, awesome. dude. I had a bunch of those games, dude. But when you're but when you're looking at like, you know, when you think of Space Invaders or Pac-Man or Donkey Kong, like those weren't them. You know. Yeah. I didn't associate Mario with Atari. I was like, oh, weird. There was, an, there was a Mario game on Atari. Was there? Yeah, there yeah. were a couple. Don- I think it was like a Donkey Kong style Donkey Kong thing. Was yeah. Donkey Kong yeah. Here, I think, was even on there. Because um, it was the only platform. Like, there was no platform. Like, yeah. and that, was, that was part of the, I mean, we're get, jumping way ahead, but that was part of their initial success and part of the model that still exists today was all of a sudden Space Invaders makes video. I mean, they, they're releasing games, but nothing takes off like Space Invaders. But um, I think Tadai did Space Invaders, whoever did Space Invaders, like they don't have an Atari 2600. So even though Atari didn't yeah. make Space Invaders, if Space Invaders wants to make money at home, we have to port it to the Atari. Yeah. So right. now Atari is getting half the money and the, the you know, so CoinOp is purely the company that made the game. But if you want an at-home version, Atari's getting the taste, you know. I like how yeah. every story, though, of great success, be it Microsoft, um, you know, stealing that that DOS system from that guy or paying the guy $50,000 yeah. for DOS and then selling it to I mean, IBM and licensing Apple, it. Everybody. Apple stealing yeah. shit from Xerox. Yeah. Um, and then this guy, uh, he fucked Bush, uh, what's his name? Bushnell. Bushnell. Yeah, Nolan um, saw an Odyssey. Do you see that? The game console yep. called an Odyssey. And he saw something called table tennis. Yeah. And they fucking got first to market. They beat them with Pong to the market by like, three months or something. Um, and then they had a lawsuit and yeah. um, uh, was it Magnavox? I think, I think Magnavox owned the Odyssey yeah. and they settled out of court for a hundred thousand dollars. But part of the settlement was that Atari got the rights to like video games, like fucking super blunder. So like yeah. they stole the video yeah, game from him. It, they- wasn't, it wasn't that it was that they, they were in the clear. They settled with Magnavox. So the, the, the fact that Magnavox, now owns pong basically pong like things and video games atari already paid out right so magnavox can never come at atari again for pong or video games but they could come at everybody else so when pong they could only do pong in like some arcade version because the way the monitors worked or something they were trying to figure out how to like make that shit work on a regular tv because you had to have some special fucking raster monitor that was like 10 grand and shit Hmm. um and they figured out like they made a pong which they were trying to sell pong to everyone and he told a story about putting it in the lobby of the place they were at and he got a service call there's like some famous story about they received a service call because the pong machine wasn't working he's like well god damn it like why is it working it was because the quarters they had a fucking giant like 
horsey you know, ride fucking up. can on the side yeah. of it and yeah. the quarter thing had backed up and the mechanism wouldn't work because it was so fucking stuffed with quarters yeah. and so they looked in their bank account and they had exactly enough money to make 11 more pongs and so they fucking spent all their money like Dave said like all in on 11 more pong machines knowing that like well we could sell them to a pizza parlor or we'll make enough money in fucking quarters to pay for these fucking parts yeah. because they're going fucking crazy super cool yeah. story about them calling Sears and they, they told him how many can you make like one salesman at Sears had had a great deal last year like uh, they tried to sell to all these pe people but the guy at Sears one of the salesmen had made a ton of money selling pool tables or something to bars yeah. and then he was like oh I fucking bet I could sell this pong thing how many can you make yeah. and they said we thought we could make about 30,000 or something so we told them we could make 50 or 75,000 units and they ordered 150,000 oh, and he was like fuck I can't make 150,000 we can't afford to fund it yeah. he said well let me fucking uh, introduce you to my friends at Sears Financial wow. and they fucking put him on the phone with some fucking loan guy gave him the fucking capital loan to make it and they made 100 over 100 they made 200,000 of those fucking pong yeah, units you need Sears extra. bottom yeah, yeah. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, just fucking landed was, it. I think that was Pong. I think that was the four player Pong or Pong two, not the original Pong. Right. Because the original Pong, they think there's, they think there were maybe a maximum of 12,000 ever made. So the reason they made four is because they couldn't justify the cost of the machine because they were trying to get as many quarters into the machine per game as possible to, because the machine cost 15 grand to make it because yeah. of the type of monitor. And that's where like fucking Waz came in, dude. Steve Jobs was like hustling Waz to work after hours, even though he didn't work for Atari, but Steve Jobs worked at night. Because one, he wouldn't wear deodorant and he stunk. And two, he was an asshole. So none of the people would work with they him. They wouldn't work with so him. So fucking Nolan Bushnell put him on the night shift at Atari, like checking, like troubleshooting circuit diagrams and assembling boards. But Waz would work at HP and they were best buddies. And he was like right up his alley. So he would come hang out with him all night. But he was secretly getting Waz to do shit and Bushnell knew it. And he was like, well, fuck it. I'm getting Waz and yeah, Steve Jobs yeah. for the cost of just Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so he knew that Waz was working with Steve Jobs and they had a problem on, uh, what's that fucking game? Uh, it's the the colored crazy stuff on the top. Oh, Breakout, super famous game, Breakout, and they were it was costing them a ton of money to make the game Breakout because it used a hundred chips like hundreds of these little integrated circuits to make one game. But that was like, they needed it to be yeah. under 50 chips. So uh, Bushnell tells Steve Jobs, hey, I'll give you a bonus. I'll pay you $700 for the job of figuring out how to get... Um, to get it under 50 breakout chips. Under 50, yeah. yeah. Or to get breakout to work properly. And, and if you can get it under 50 chips, I'll give you five grand. So, yeah. told, so Steve Jobs goes tells Waz, Hey man, we need to get this done in four days. Nobody fucking said four days. Yeah, Steve yeah. Jobs said four days because <laughs> yeah. he wanted to go like work on some hippie commune or right. something yeah. in Seattle yeah. in four days and he wanted yeah. to have money in his pocket. Yeah. So he tells Waz, I'll split the 700 bucks with you and doesn't tell him about the five grand. Oh. Waz and him stay up for like four days straight. And That's they, a lot of money though. They got it done. Yeah. Fucking five grand's yeah. a lot more though. Yeah, well, fuck yeah. Yeah, and so they get it fucking done, but it's so good that it wasn't mass producible because no one could do it but Waz. Like Wozniak <laughs> did some crazy shit that no other, they couldn't farm it out. The other companies were like, I don't know how, we can't figure out how we did it. We don't know. Like we can't do that. Only he could do it. Only he could sit there with a fucking soldering iron and code whatever the fuck he coded right. to right. make it happen because it was so like inventive and, and just ingenious yeah. that they couldn't do it. So they ended up having to use like 70 chips or something. Yeah. They couldn't quite right. do it, right. um, but they still moved on with the game. But like later years, dude, like Apple times, 
fucking Waz got pissed because he was at a barbecue at Bushnell's house. Oh, and they heard about And he's the like, 5, hey, what'd you spend that $5,000 on? He's oh, like, what $5,000? Oh, and he was like, burnt. And like Steve yeah, Jobs yeah. like got all weird when they asked him about it because he said he always split everything with him. But yeah. the cooler part of this story is they leave, uh, he leaves uh, HP, Waz leaves HP, and Steve Jobs leaves Atari, and they start doing Apple in the garage during this time. And they build Apple, and they have the first like Apple computer, and they need capital. So they go to Nolan Bushnell and say, hey, for $50,000, I'll give you a third of Apple. And he fucking was like, I was so smart, I said no. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, no way. I don't yeah. trust that crazy, stinky-ass, hippie Steve Jobs. He's yeah. an asshole. I'm not going yeah. to work with him. Yeah. And so then he had a quote Fuck. that said, um, it's kind of fun to think about now when I'm not crying. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. He could have yeah. owned a third of Apple. It's one of those things you kick yourself in the ass yeah. about. You know, everybody's had that. Have you guys played that the giant Atari or um what is it, Space Invaders? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They have one at John's Incredible it's here. Dope, dude. It's giant. It's yeah. fucking huge. They like, have a giant, giant screen. They have a giant space invaders and there's a giant there's a giant four person Pac Man. Yep. Yep. Both yep. fun. They're great. So yeah, so these two meet um in nineteen sixty nine and they work for a company called Ampex. Um and they're keep in mind, like there aren't video games like, no, like, there's, there's no such fucking thing. So these guys um, are a hand, like part of a handful of people because they're in their computer engineers and computer scientists mm-hmm. and specifically at MIT and University of Utah and um, some of the, the handful of computer or the handful of schools that had a computer department. Um, there were one or two in California as well, but they had video games because like, they had, there was only five computers of any sort that were actually hooked to an external monitor. Right. It was literally like beep beep flashy light Star there Trek rooms like with reel to reels that said like code five right. and a piece of paper would print out and you'd be like, oh, there's a problem on this console. Yeah, only five computers in the fucking United States actually had monitors of some so sort. Keep in mind how inevitable video games were because when the first computer with the monitor was invented, the nerds working the computer built a video game. Exactly. There's five of them in existence and they already have a video game and the video game immediately spreads to the other four computers. Like before the internet. Yeah. yeah, Here's the code. Like, you know, we all fucking know each other. Like you came to visit my lab. You saw it. I'll give you a copy of the code and then you go code it into your own machine. So these guys played a game called space war. Um, that was developed at MIT in 1962 by a professor named Steve Russell and two of his students. And they used to, uh, at the University of Utah, um, Bushnell would break in to the computer lab at night with one of his fraternity brothers, and they would play the game all night when the lab was closed down. And um, Ooh, edgy. It was yeah. probably supposed to be monitoring fucking asteroids or the yeah, Russians exactly. or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, But he also worked at an arcade, like an old school arcade and like, like pinball, yeah, yeah, yeah. pinball like in Michigan, and there were some old arcades and they were these weird games of chance and challenge like you put in a quarter and have to fire a fucking horse up a hill and hit it th- yeah like, well your, your your token would do the work yeah like your token would have to roll down a thing and hit some slot or, or some there shit. was some kind of a mechanism that you would control and fire the trigger and it would right. physically fire some shit inside of the game you know, it was or, it was stuff you'd see on American Pickers. Yeah, 
Yeah, or the big the big target shooter things where you'd like all the moving stuff and you'd shoot those and you know, it was stuff like that. And it was pinball because pinball started getting invented in the nineteen forties. So that's what that's what the arcade. Oh, did you have the roll the rolly balls? The fucking the ski roll ball. Ski ball. Right. Yeah, there yep. you go. Yep. yep, all that kind of stuff. So if you ever go to an old school arcade, a lot of times at amusement parks they used to, I don't know if they still do, but they would have like an old timey arcade a lot of times in amusement parks. And you could go in and play some of these old games. But um, again, that might have just been a Michigan thing. But so he's he's studying this. He's played computer games. He works at an arcade in the summers. And he thinks if we could fucking make one of these be a coin operated quarter based thing, we could make a killing on these games. So he starts to to think about making, you know, cabinet coin op games Um and that was when um, he ended up going and seeing the uh, – or no, this is actually before that. So he's into pinball. He's looking at all this stuff. And he – the two of them work for a company called Nutting Associates. And they make a game <laughs> called Computer Space. Yeah. And I'll post the – there's a video where you can see the game. Oh, computer Space by Nutting Associates yeah. coming to an arcade near yeah. you. <laughs> so it was the first ever coin-op video game at an arcade. Right. Um, and there's a handful of them that are still out there. There's, there's a video that I watched of a guy. I think the guy owns an arcade and just got one because he's, like, taking the back off and showing you how it works and playing it, and it's fucking impossible. I mean, you look at the the game mechanics, it's just a fucking impossible game to play. It's just, like, stacked against you at every turn. But you play a spaceship, and there's two other UFOs that are linked, so they all move in the same exact direction, and you fire bullets at the UFOs, and the reason you die is because you start steering the bullet with the same controller that's steering your ship, so inevitably, you're just watching the bullet and steering the bullet into the UFO, and now you're uh, doing some stupid shit and getting shot by the by the enemies. But they didn't, they didn't have the D pad yet. No, they didn't. But they even he even like takes the back apart and shows you the circuit board, and he even shows you like there's no such thing as a graphics card. So there's all these like dedicated like fucking diodes and circuits drawn for the graphics of this ship and that ship and the bullets and the stars, and you can track where each of them go. It's just this ancient ass fucking thing um, that came out in um, it was developed in the late 1960s. It came out in 71 and did they made 1500 units. And it didn't do shit because no one could play it. It didn't take off. Like they would send it to a bar and all the drunk people were like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this goddamn thing? Um, So it did really well at college campuses um, where people were studying computers, uh, but not much else. But it did give them enough seed money to start Atari. So um, they split off to Atari and that was when they saw the um, Odyssey system. Well, he starts, uh, Bushnell starts Atari in his daughter's bedroom. Like he, he yeah, turned it into like a fucking lab or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. And Atari, um, me, it, it's a Japanese term that comes from the board game go, which means something like to hit a target. It's kind of like saying check or I'm about to win in. Yeah. Chess. It's like, it's like check in chess. Yeah. So if you say Ataru, it means you're about to win. Um, and he changed it to Atari. Um, and the other ones that he thought about were Sente and Hane. Now, and the first one was, it was Syzygy. Syzygy. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was the first first mm-hmm. one, um, and he went to he wanted to do it, but like a candle company or something yeah, already had it. Yeah, called Susaji. So they end up, um, uh, again, it's it's prohibitive because everything's too expensive, so you can't really build the cabinet games. And then they finally um, came up with a, what they call a spot motion circuit, um, and this allowed them to do up, down, left, right on a screen. Um, and it changed everything, um, in ways that you wouldn't even think of. Like they couldn't even, like that was almost an impossibility to pull off and they pulled it off. Like, how do we, how do we build the, the hardware, like the computer hardware? How's the circuit board going to look? How do we build the physical hardware? What are the buttons going to be? What are the ergonomics? Fucking, how do we write the code? Like there's nothing there to, to yeah, even a, a joystick is like, it's fucking completely original. You know what I mean? I mean, it comes out, I guess not like out of a fighter plane or something. You, you would kind of conceptualize controlling it, but that's the only thing it could be likened to probably would be a plane. You know what I right. mean? That, that you would use a control like that. Right. So then he sees the odyssey, um, comes back with the idea for pong and makes pong better. And they even argued, you know, pong is different. Um, and they show all the reasons that Pong is different from their from the table tennis on the on the Odyssey. And I had an Odyssey two, by the way. I oh wow, Odyssey! But I had an Odyssey two. I think I had. I think we had the Atari first, and then got an Odyssey two. We had both of them. It's pretty cool watching him describe and then they interview the programmer to be like, oh, yeah, I told him I want a pong. He said, I just want like a, a paddle moves up on this side or that side. And you control them up and down and then a ball goes back and forth. And he's like, puts his finger in his mouth. He's like, and, and it's going to make that noise when it hits it. And he's like, that's all I need. And he set off to do it. And he did it in like, I don't know. It didn't take him that long. Right. Like he built it in like a week yeah. and a half or some shit. Like, and you can see the guy that made pong. It's like, that's fucking cool. That's nerdy. Cool. But it yeah, was fucking right. cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was a guy named Al Alcorn who original sounds who, like a patron it was yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> like, one of our patrons he just got hired he'd yeah. never played a video game or seen a video game he was just a computer engineer and he was fresh out of the boat and they were like this is what we're after we're building a game called pong this is how it's got to work so he sets out and builds it um nobody expected it to be a success in any way but it was a fucking huge success um, and people re- like a lot of the articles that I read said that the reason that it was a success that it was is because it had sound. Yeah, probably like, the audio visual like yep. synergy of it all. Yeah, he said that employees were coming in early to work just so they could fucking play that shit yeah. because they had him in the lobby. And he went down. He they went to a place called Andy's Tap Tavern where they knew the owner, and they were like, "Can we put this in your bar and see how it does in a bar?" Um, and again, it was a, it was a huge success. And the owner said that people started coming to the bar just to play the game and they wouldn't even buy any drinks or hang out. Like hmm. they were just going there to play the game and then they would leave. That's um, funny. Yeah. So, and that was the prototype machine. Um, and, uh, so they ended up, they went to, to Bally, um, and Midway, two other huge video game companies from the time. Um, and, that was when they said they, they were going to manufacture it themselves, but I didn't know all that about the, 
the hustle through Sears. Yeah, they called Sears Roebuck. They had gone to everyone. Everyone turned them down. And then finally, even Sears had turned them down, but they got a hold of just like a single salesman that made a decision because he was like a buyer. But like Sears corporate was like, nah, we don't want anything to do with that shit. And then that buyer made the decision. That also sets them up though, because when they made the Pong machine, I think the Pong machine was only for sale at Sears. I remember as a kid, like when I was buying stuff for the Atari, Sears had an exclusive sell only for a lot of fucking video games that came out. And it's probably because of that deal in the first place. Yeah. They, they said, we'll buy this mini, but it's going to be exclusive. Yeah. So Sears- what was, the other thing that was cool too, is I guess the type of like integrated circuits that they were making, there was only like four, four places or something um, in like in the world that could even do it. So he just kept fucking making little minor changes to the circuits that were like slight improvements or a modification for whatever reason. Um, so that they were never not completely full up from him. So he was paying these places like $150,000, a year or something to each place to keep them busy. And someone was like, you don't need to make this change. This change isn't even necessary. It's not going to do anything, but he couldn't come out and say what he was doing was just blocking competition. Like he was doing that for years so that no one else could come up with a console unless they completely from the ground up created some fucking manufacturing plant and and like headhunted people that knew how to create those circuits because they exclusively were just busy from Atari and they weren't going to take on any other job uh, and they couldn't take on the load of work. And that's all he was actually doing was modifying and changing the circuit and reordering and spending 150 grand just to keep them busy manufacturing his shit so no one else could make a game console. That's smart. Super smart yeah um people hate on shit like that but that's just business that's just tactics for sure so they said that um in today's money um they were making about 220 dollars a day the pong machines um and that the original deal especially when they first started because they they weren't really um, shipping them all over the place but locally all of the original pong machines the deal was the the pizza parlor or the bar or whoever had it um, kept half of the, t- the coins and Atari kept the other half. And one thing that I read said that some of the original Pong uh, games that you see have two keys to open the panel because the Atari guy and the bar owner both had to be there to open it. So you could split the coins. Oh, that makes sense. And you knew, did you see that. any of the other stuff they had to overcome from people like hacking the machines? Mm-mm. Like people are amazing. I don't know how the fuck you figured this out. M- maybe their quarter got stuck is how they figured this out. But if you took a cue ball, <clears throat> like an actual cue ball mm-hmm. and went over to the pong machine and you hit the third bolt on the coin op thing, like the third bolt on the bottom, just hard enough, it caused like some kind of harmonic resonance and it would vibrate some sensor and it would give you a credit and you could play. So all of a sudden everyone's like, hey, there's no money in these fucking machines when we're coming out here, but they've been played or whatever, but there's no money all of a sudden. Hmm. And they figured out, they saw the bar owner like scouted it out and was like, oh, they're fucking hitting it on the fucking thing with a with a ball so then they figured out oh if you hit it right here you get a free game so they went and fixed it and like dampened the fucking thing so it wouldn't vibrate yeah and fixed all that shit and then they figured out that if uh if you were walking on carpet when you touch the machine to put your quarter in you might accidentally arc off and do a carpet shock on the top left bolt and it would cause some weird fucking thing that would also give you a credit so then they had to overcome that shit and fix like the static shot they said there's actually something called the atari shuffle because people would rub their feet on the carpet run 
went up and if there was no carpet, they would rub their fucking swishy swashy jacket together and like one in three times it would to create static so you could shock it and it would give you a free credit. What the so then they fuck? fixed that shit and then all of a sudden a guy called and he's like, hey man, I can't figure out what's happening. All of a sudden there's no, someone's figured something out. There's no money in the machine again and they went and opened it and in the bottom of the coin thing there was water and they were like, what the fuck is that? This one's fucking cool. So they sat back and watched and this group of kids came in with a wagon and an ice chest and these huh. fucking kids mixed like sand and water in modeling clay like they got the weight right they took modeling clay pressed a quarter into the modeling clay and then made ice trays filled them up with sand and water and then peeled the modeling they made clay ice out. quarters they made ice quarters and added sand so the weight was right there were nine and ten these kids that were doing this it was like two what kids the there were fuck? nine and ten and they would come in load the fucking machine up with all those fucking credits because before they melted and then just sit there and fucking play pong all day with their empty ice chest um, I know I used to go to this pizza place and we went to the and got one of these little coin grabbers yeah. and like some shit out of a comic book we chewed up gum put gum on the end of it and it, we yeah. were playing Ninja Turtles I think and we'd feed it down this gap and we could pull like three quarters out at a time yeah. and we just pull the quarters out throw them back in pull the quarters out throw them back I in I remember we used up. to use slugs like I, out of, out of I never had plates. that work because my dad yeah. was an electrician so I had yeah. a shit ton of slugs but I never yeah. saw a machine that actually worked yeah on. they worked but we that ice move was fucking crazy yeah, for, especially that, for some nine year old yeah. kid that's that was, pretty yeah. that's pretty ingenious right there Yeah, that's the, more impressive than, yeah, than the wait. fucking Atari shuffle so one of the early uh, employees used to have to drive around and he would come home with or come back to the company with 30 pounds of quarters um, and he would have to go at night because it would have to be the end of the night to to service it. So he would drive around with a roofing hatchet tucked in his belt. <laughs> Hell yeah! Try to steal his fucking sack of quarters, and he used to have to go take the quarters and bring them back to to early Atari. I mean, you legit have a sack of quarters you could hit somebody with. <laughs> That's yeah, I, I mean, that. That's some Robin Hood shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, the this is really where it where it uh, starts off, and then again, there's the huge fight that they get into with Magnavox about it. And the other thing that really worked in Atari's favor with that legal battle with Magnavox was that since they got cleared, right, no one ever said this is now legal or you own the rights to it. It's just that you've like, we've already taken you to court. This was the judgment. You're clear. Like you keep. Yeah, doing you, you were guilty. You right. paid your you paid your dues. But apparently whatever arrangement they made was like, now you're good. Like, you, you know, so all of the knockoff Pong machines that were coming out that were fucking Atari magnavox big ass huge company was shutting all of them down suing them going after them and atari didn't have to do anything that's funny so they were invested in their little shitty odyssey that wasn't making any money so they were shutting everybody down for making fake because they were just straight up people in the garage you know wiring up some kind of a pong machine and selling them you know and so Magnavox was shutting them down. Apparently there were a shitload of them. Like there weren't nearly as many Pong machines made by Atari as there were in the market because people started to, I mean, if you bought one and you were a computer engineer, you could take it home, deconstruct it, rewire it, figure Such out. Such a crazy code. time. Like so, so much, cause I grew up during, we, we all kind of grew up during that time. But like my dad was crazy like that, like in the garage. I wonder how many garages had two buddies building fucking crazy shit in the garage, trying to come up with inventions. Like right. I saw so much weird shit come out of my, my dad's garage. <laughs> like he built something that would keep your coffee hot. Like it had some fucking electrode thing in it and it kept your coffee warm in the middle of the fucking console. I remember, um, this was a good one actually. And they probably have this now. I think they do. Um, one of his buddies built a stereo into an ice chest. So it yeah. was all like, 
in there. So he had like a stereo ice chest. There was all kinds of crazy shit coming out of my fucking dad's garage. I think that's why I was the way I was with like building robots and doing shit like that. But only there's only one fucking was, you know, and Steve Jobs and Bushnell coming out with a fucking Atari. But that was happening because back then you could do that shit. Now I'm like, what could you do? You could build some infomercial chop your nuts up shit down here and we can come, but you're probably not going to build the next crazy ass fucking circuit. You know what I mean? You can't do that. You might program some shit. You can make apps software wise. You can still pull that off. But the whole building some shit in your garage and mass producing it and becoming, you know, the next Bill Gates or the next fucking Steve Jobs. I just don't know that that's even possible anymore from the garage level. I don't know. Um, Although, well, you, yeah, you wouldn't be on hardware. You'd be some sort of software. Software wise, yeah. you could. As we'll see on the next episode when we talk about Jeff Bezos, that's exactly how he started. You know? Right. Yeah. And this, that's that still an early thing starts in yeah. a garage. But it was yeah. significantly later than this, right? I mean, that was, yeah, for sure. The 90s. But so the, uh, Ted, one of the co founders, sells his part of, of Atari to Bushnell um, <sighs> in 1973. And then it really becomes like, when you know when you think of like startups right now tech startups and like the coolness of working at this place where you can fucking do whatever and come in when you want to as long as you get your job done and and there's booze there and people fucking party all night and whatever that was what atari was like when bushnell was the guy who owned it um yeah a dude tells a story they had oh fuck i can't remember it was like the marijuana review board like the <laughs> the mrb they had an official term and it was called the mrb They're like oh we're gonna go to the mrb meeting right now and it was technically they were just gonna go at stoned as fuck like uh the dude that made um he made et and he made like a lot of the best games i can't think of his name right now well et wasn't the best he was at the digging up of it i know i know you have it in your notes yeah, I've got um it. That fucking guy tells his story about working in Atari and he showed up the first day with a joint because he didn't want to feel like be the, the dork that didn't smoke yeah. weed. He's like, I don't really right. smoke that much weed, but I better bring a joint with me. I heard these guys are crazy. And so he showed up and the guy that he had to be in the room with was like, hey, man, I'm about to smoke a shit ton of weed. If you don't want to be around this shit, you better leave. He's like, no, man, I brought a joint. And so the guy just like laughed at him and like pulled out a <laughs> sack of weed and was like, that, <laughs> yeah. that's nothing. Yeah. I'm going to go RVD on yeah. this. Like, and, then he, yeah. and, then he, and then he hits play on Cypress Hill. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess they were killing him. But then it was the 80s and shit got crazy and they started doing coke and shit. Yeah. Like it got oh, out of yeah. control. But it was also, like, yeah. I think it was part of, because I, I had a couple of friends in LA, like before the dot-com bubble burst to all work in these various dot-coms. And it's like, I would go down and visit them and they'd be like, no, you know, come, you know, whatever you, whenever you get here, let me know and we'll have lunch. And you would go there and it was like the kitchen had fucking a bunch of sushi that they just ordered like hundreds of dollars of sushi. And there was a fucking margarita machine that was constantly churning out margaritas and all these. And it was like, you just have like, this is your task and it's due by yeah. next Tuesday. So fucking get it done. And in the meantime, if you want a fucking margarita and some sushi, it's all right there. It's it was the well, startup model. That, it was like the original startup. That's yeah, why it's, be, yeah. Google. I mean, they you know, if people are happy in the workplace, they get more work done. Right. I mean, that's right. If if they're miserable, they're gonna find a way to cheat work. You right. know what I mean? And if right. they're happy and they like their job, they're gonna do their job. And as know? long as exactly as long as you're getting it done, like yeah, you can fucking yeah, they don't give a fuck. Eat and stay drunk and just show up in the middle of the night or not come yeah. in at all. As long as this shit is on my desk by next Tuesday at twelve. Yeah. Whatever the fuck you gotta do, I don't really care. You know. Yep. If you know it's only gonna take you a day to do then don't do yeah. it right now. And don't do it, and then you wait. And they and- got paid like that too though they weren't getting paid by that they got paid like get this game done yeah, yeah you get, get this, this game done. done it's two grand so i don't care if it's right 
and it's done, then it's done. Who fucking yeah. cares? And that's a good mentality, really. Not everyone can function in that environment, no. but no, that no. the creative type does, though. You know what I mean? Those type of yeah. people thrive in that environment, yeah. and when they end up selling Atari and shit like that, they try to restructure. Well, we that. talked about work. like writing papers or studying. Right. Like last minute is I'm a last minute. Like Always. I wait. Yeah, if I'm gonna, I have to write something last minute. I can't span it over weeks or months. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it has to be like right. I have to have it done in two days. Yeah. It's got to be done. And you get on it and you do it. And that's just how I am. Like there's no, I can't do it the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Stay up late, pizza, Red Bull and hustle. Yep. And for me, I think I do the same exact thing. It's just that in my brain, I self impose a completely different deadline. So it's like this paper is due on Friday. So in my brain, this paper is due on Monday and I'm not doing it until Sunday. (laughs) <laughs> Weird. Yeah. So it's like, but then if something happens or I'm fucked you have up, a little, paper you have stops, a little room. I've got a week to fix it, you know. Yeah. So I would always set my own earlier deadlines. And if I got it done, great. I'm fr- I'm free for the week. I have the Shit clock in my car is 10 so minutes good. off. It's 10 minutes ahead, even though I know it's 10 minutes ahead. It but still works. It does though. something it still works. Right. So right. I'm like, oh work. shit, I gotta yeah. get there. Yeah. So at this point, um, they're they're doing all right in the coin op business, and they start to realize we need to make a home video game console, and they create what they call the VCS, which is the video game console, um, which they end up marketing as the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It's the classic. If you see like an old Atari, VCS doesn't uh, work for the video, yeah. video computer system. Video came, yeah. yeah. Video computer system might work, but if you look at the the um, like the old square joystick with the orange button, like that's it. That's the, that's the 2600. Um, So they wanted to start porting their coin ops for home. Um, And part of the problem was that they, they couldn't do it because there wasn't a microprocessor that didn't cost thousands of dollars. And also the monitors, the TV wouldn't necessarily work. They could only do it on that. The refresh rate or something wouldn't actually work. So one of the big things was um, they create something called the MOS 6052, which was the first affordable microprocessor came out. And it's what it was a revolution that made all of home computing affordable and possible. Right. And not really affordable. It still costs a lot of fucking money for a computer. Um, but then they still realized we still can't do it. We can't make an Atari because it's going to cost like two grand unless we can make our own processors. Like now that it's known how to make them, if we make the processors, we could sell these things for like 800 bucks, 800 bucks. That's that's crazy. Back then. Like an Atari, a lot. 800 fucking dollars, dude. If a new, if a new PlayStation or Xbox came out and cost $800, everybody would say, go fuck yourself. Stoners were counting those quarters, though. They're like, man, I, I spent 56 bucks last night, man. Right, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just playing Pong. It adds up. Yeah. Was <laughs> so, it Tommy Chong? It was Tommy Chong. That's my yeah. only stoner voice. Yeah. yeah. That and my normal voice. Yeah. So in 1977, <laughs> they, finally, they finally got their own microprocessors uh, created. They figured out how to, to get the refresh rate right to, to be on television. Um and uh, they ended up um, releasing the the 2600 in uh, the U.S. And then in 78, they released it in Europe. Um, the I'm sorry, it cost $199 at the time, which is the equivalent of $800 today. Okay. Um, so, but the equivalent of 800 bucks. Um, That's still, I mean, but people are paying $1,200 for a fucking cell phone. 
Well, you know right I mean? now, you think like, more like PS4 or something. Yeah, you know, like the fucking yeah. elite. But they're getting five high, They're getting like higher and higher. Like it's yeah. they're going up. Well, they are going you know? up. They are going up. Um. So the, but the thing that that was, I mean, all of a sudden, because at th- this is the height of, of or near the height of arcade culture, right? This is when I guess the height was probably in like around 1980 or so, but everyone's going to arcade space invaders out, donkey Kong's out, Pac-Man's out, all this shit is out. And now I can do this at home. Yeah. Think of the value of like, you're at the pizza place and it closes at 10 or whatever. And you're like, fuck, like I want to go back. They don't open till 11 tomorrow or whatever. Like, but you could go home and just never go to fucking bed and play pitfall all fucking night. Yeah. We played the fuck out of pitfall. I mean, I can't imagine just being a parent. Like we, all we ever wanted to do if we had company over whatever, if my mom said, Hey, what do you guys want to do tonight? We all in unison said, we want to go to the arcade. Right. Which meant she was peeling off cash and giving it to us so we could fucking throw those quarters in. Cause it's not like they were easy games. You're going to throw a quarter into Pango and you've lost all three of your lives in like 18 fucking seconds. <laughs> What's Pango? I don't even know that game. Pango was dope. That was my, actually, I, I was, I excelled at Pango. I wasn't very good at very many video games, but Pango. Yeah, that was that was another cool thing that they got smart was having the top fucking score in there. That's genius, oh, dude. Yeah. Where you fucking put your name yeah, in on pole position. It. Oh yeah, go fucking spin in that driving wheel. Yeah, put your initials yeah. on there, and you come back to the pizza place, and your fucking name's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, that was cool. Yeah. So, um, but it didn't sell very well. So they, um, they only and and I guess we didn't really talk about the fact that that Warner bought them out. Um, or the, did that not happen yet? No, Warner buys them out like right now for twenty six million. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Warner Warner Communications. Warner Communications buys them out. Um, and they're part of the the. That's right because they said that their goal was to get the twenty six hundred marketed and to saturate the market with it. Right. So they spent five million dollars in marketing and they only sold about seven hundred and fifty thousand machines because no one was buying it. Because everybody was like, okay, I bought Pong. I already had Pong. And now I've got a, a handful of other things. Um, so it wasn't selling very well. Um, but um, when Space Invaders blew up in 1979, which was made by uh, Taito, um, again, this was was part of the genius was, okay, so Space Invaders, you want to be on a home console and make all that money. Taito, you're not making, you're not investing in what we just invested in. So sell your shit on us. So as right. soon as Space Invaders was on the Atari, the sales skyrocketed. And as soon as Pac-Man was on the Atari, the sales skyrocketed. So even the IPs that they didn't own, the big video games that were out there, fucking Frogger, uh, Donkey Kong, like the very first Mario Brothers game, which is actually really fun. Um, when all you the- know why you know what the difference is those motherfuckers at the other place were smoking weed and fucking partying still and they were letting them have fun and it was a, a project of passion when Warner Communications bought them um, they fucking made them come in wearing suits they yeah. had a fucking schedule they went corporate on it there's no yeah. smoking fucking yeah, weed yeah. in the office anymore They're like what is going on in here you guys can't smoke weed at the office yeah. we can't come in here like, samurai swords you yeah. put those up there's actually a story about one of the guys was talking about when he first showed up to Atari he was uh, in the bathroom 
and he was like in the uh he was in the fucking stall or something and he saw bare feet walk up next to him to piss <laughs> uh-huh. in the urinal and he was uh-huh. like what the fuck this guy's not wearing shoes and like he comes out and the guy's standing there like you know going to the bathroom and the dude had shorts on yeah. no shirt no shoes just fucking shorts he's like what's up man and he went walking out and he like asked someone they're like oh yeah he doesn't like wearing clothes he just wears shorts but he's a fucking genius like huh. you know it was like some real genius shit where yeah. he's just fucking crazy and quirky half naked yeah. programming the best video game ever wow that's funny so yeah so the when space invaders comes out so keep in mind they've only sold seven hundred and fifty thousand units the the holiday season when space invaders got ported to the atari they sold two million units of the 2600 fuck so that was the power of the of having these other games um ported over there well, i think you have to do what you do best is why yeah like those guys are great at making video games you're good at making the console you had yeah. guys that were good at making video games but you made them stop smoking pot to the point that four of the atari programmers broke off and started activision that's where activision right. came well from. that's how a lot of the games are now you know what i mean you have a ps4 right but playstation isn't actually making the game for it you have right. other titles sure. you know what i mean like that's grandma's boy the, yeah god yeah. grandma's boy is such a good movie yeah i fucking love that movie but the the other problem is though it's not like oh we have the we have the code for pac-man it's like that's great but the 2600 can't do that so we have to make a shitty watered down i I was i can imagine one of one of the i can remember one of the biggest disappointments in my childhood life was how excited i was that my big christmas present for the year was the pac-man cartridge for my 2600 and when i put it in and it was nothing like fucking real Pac-Man. No, I, I, I have it. I still have it. Yeah. The noise, bonk, 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 like just the look, the sound. It, it's slower. It's lower so res. Yeah. Sad, dude. I was so disappointed. But even oh, I mean, the new one, the the new the new one that no, came out, the the, the coin op Pac-Man from the seventies, and then oh yeah, yeah, they ported it to a cartridge. It was so shitty, dude. It because was, in the fucking arcade machine, that's dedicated to yeah, just Pac-Man. Yeah. So there's a million fucking chips and a couple yeah. thousand dollars into that motherfucker. Right. Yeah. But the $199 version is just not quite the yeah, same. You know, no. Not fucking cutting it. So so that was the other thing is Atari was probably, I'm guessing, since they're the ones that knew their hardware, they were probably the ones doing that programming. So they were just like, so that's even that's even a bigger win for like Namco, who's like, okay, yeah, you can put a Pac-Man cartridge out, get to work right you program it out. you sell it we're gonna make our pac-man same thing with space invaders you know i doubt they did their team wasn't doing space invaders because they don't have they don't have a dev kit for atari because atari doesn't want anyone to know how they you know what i mean like right. Atari probably did all of that themselves um but one of the things that i also didn't know at all was that bushnell um in the middle of all this was realizing one thing that would make a lot of money would be if I could somehow get a, a, a coast to coast franchise of arcades that would, that would make money and arcades aren't good enough because parents don't want to go into an arcade. So he had a, a brainstorming session and realized that pizza is great because even, even a, like a, a mediocre pizza you know, some dipshit high schooler can make, even if he doesn't know how to cook and you can sell an okay pizza. Um, and if there's a bunch of video games there and pizza, it's a win-win. And then they were like, but what if we had an animatronic animal? I had no idea. I watched the interview and I was like, he's responsible yeah, for the, the fucking cheese? The yeah. showbiz and Chuck E. Yeah. Cheese fucking yeah. robots, dude. Yeah. He made those. Yeah, they, yeah he made them. And robots. they were creepy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, the were. original ones were creepy. Yeah. So that, yeah, Chuck E. Cheese and showbiz 
were him get like it, it i mean just controlling the full spectrum we this right- fucking guy is responsible for like our entire childhood like for atari <laughs> not mine showbiz not mine. chuck e cheese steve <laughs> yeah. jobs and Waz were up in the fucking mix like all my shit like atari like my computer all my stuff that's this guy is my fucking childhood in it's any crazy other industry, he would have been shut down for being a monopoly right because he he made the software of the video games, he made the hardware of the video games, he sold the video games, he collected the money from the video games. Now he's building pizza places where the video games are being shipped to in order to make money. Like I mean, that like most that even he was even creepy, yeah, scary man. as fuck. Brad just showed me a picture of the fucking Chuck E. Cheese showbiz. <laughs> that is creepy, oh my dude. God, they're fucking. No, he was even quoted to say like what I was saying about that hundred fifty thousand dollars to keep all those places busy. He's like, I couldn't say it outright, but one hundred fifty grand is pretty cheap price to have a monopoly. Yeah. Like because it wasn't a monopoly, anyone could hire them, but they just weren't taking the job. It wasn't. He wasn't in house producing that shit. He was farming it out, but no, they didn't. They were too busy to do it for anyone else. Right. Then no one else could possibly pull it off. And wasn't a monopoly it's just no one else was even fucking trying to do it right so by 1982 the 2600 was selling 10 million copies 10 10 million units a year um not 10 million dollars 10 million units at 199 dollars a unit um plus all the video games so they're just making fucking cash but um the the atari the Atari, the Atari company in 1982 made 70% of the profits for, for Warner. So 70% Damn. of the company's profits were that's generated. Pretty good. Atari. Fuck yeah, that's a good acquisition. But the people there um, fucked it up. So every, like, like Brent said, four of the people bailed and started Activision, which right now is huge. huge. Yeah. Is video games. EA and, and Activision are the... Or did EA buy Activision? I can't remember. Uh, There's only a handful out there that aren't dedicated to the console. Like, yeah, Nintendo is making its Nintendo games, whatever. But most yearly video games, it's either Rockstar, EA, or Activision tends to be the big. Yeah, those are the big ones. There's other weird ones. Um, So they end up hitting a slump because which I read and made me feel better in 1982, they made the Pac-Man conversion, which sold like shit because everybody thought it was awful. Um, and then in 1983, there was like the, what some people call the first video game winter because it kind of peaked and, and crashed. Um, 600 employees got laid off at Atari. Yeah. That's a fucking shit ton. Yeah. And this is when the, the, and they start making other stuff instead of the 2,600, they make the 5,200, which costs more money and looks nicer, but didn't really do anything that the 2600 didn't do. Isn't that, didn't Commodore buy them at that point? Did Commodore buy them yet? Um, not at some yet. Point, I think later yeah. Commodore buys them, but the Commodore. Well, what happens, they, they start to have competitors is why. And what starts to happen is like, oh fuck, like the 2600 has run its lifespan. Like there's someone else made something cooler. Like this thing's four bit, their thing's eight bit. And so they have to come out with the next fucking model, the 5200. But what happens is people are used to having consumer electronics. Like they've had their stereo system for 15 fucking right. years. It still plays fucking records. A record player is 20 years fucking old. Their TV is 12 years old and it just still shows fucking things. They're yeah. not used to, oh, it's only been four years since I spent 899 well, yeah. 199 Here we go. The equivalent of yeah. almost $1,000 on this video game. And now you're telling me like, Here we go again. I got to buy another one like four years later. And that was a weird fucking concept for people because technology, they weren't in a situation like we are now where every fucking year you need a new phone because it's right. old. 
Right. So that, 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 that was a big thing for them too, trying to convince people to do it again. A lot of parents are going to be looking at your kids and it's like, you've got fucking 30 cartridges for this goddamn thing. And you want me to buy you a different one too? I do right now. My son is like, I need a DS. I need this. I'm like, dude, you got a fucking crazy ass gaming yeah. rig. Get a you fucking, have a PS4 get a job, yeah, with a fucking That's TV all. hanging on the wall and shit. Like you do not need any other fucking crazy contraption. You could right. play anything on that PlayStation 4 or on your PC right now. You don't need anything fucking else, especially back then. Fucking that was, that was like, now it's almost expected. Kids like are yeah. going to get the PlayStation. Like they, that's a, something that all their friends fucking have back then that had to be some fucking elite. Not I was, I remember going to my friend's house. I did right. not have a 2600. Right. Yeah. I would go to my friend's house and play that shit. My buddy had a Commodore 64. I would go over to his house to play Spy versus Spy. And I remember just fucking wanting to go stay the night so we could play Spy versus Spy all fucking night. Yeah. I wanted to play that stupid game where you could hide a fucking spring inside of a dresser drawer and run around through stupid rooms. I got the 2600, and it was basically like a giant pact that we made, which was neither of us, like myself and my brother, like we don't get anything else for Christmas this year. And this is the present from, because my parents were divorced, although they were never really legally married. My parents were separated and um, they, they both said, we're each in for half and you're not getting anything else. Like we're just buying that. And then they each bought us one game. So they bought that together. Hell yeah. Each bought us one game and that was the joint present for all of us. And then we were one of the lucky ones who had an early 2600 and could. could How many you know, siblings do you have? I have four. Was it battle oh, fucking trying to figure out who got to play? At the time, it was uh, just my mom two. and my brother lived together. And then my dad and my sisters and my sisters were older. I mean, they're seven and nine years older than I am. So they never really they didn't give a shit about the video games anyway. So it was just me and Will. Um, oh, not too bad. But, uh, yeah. And then we ended up with an, getting an Odyssey 2. And then we got a Vectrex. The Vectrex was fucking dope. I never heard of that one. It was like vector graphics. It was crazy. Um, anyway, so yeah, this is when the ET game came out and the, the not to, to like, I'm not going to say a whole bunch of stuff that makes you not want to go, go watch the movie, but yeah, the movie Atari game over, which was actually developed by Microsoft studios on Netflix. Um, and it's about, uh, the ET video game, which was considered, considered by many, but I disagree to be the worst video game ever made. Um, but Howard's. Well, it- it was so rushed is the thing like yeah, et oh, came great. out and they gave him like yeah. they gave Howard, him four four weeks to make it i think howard scott warshaw was the engineer behind the game he made yars revenge which was probably the best game on the atari 2600 so he they was, said that was the most popular game ever and yars was actually ray backwards you know that who was like the ceo oh, really? or something at the time so he put the ceo's name in there and then revenge because it was like an action word like the, he tells the story of how he named that yeah but it was just a cool game i remember it was my favorite game on the atari and then he made Raiders of the Lost Ark when he was 23. Um, and he ended up flying to L.A. to set the system up and let Spielberg play it. And Spielberg played through Raiders of the Lost Ark with him sitting in the office with him. And at the end, he said, it's just like a movie. I feel like I just watched a movie. And Except for it's like so fucking man. When you look back horrible. at that shit, oh, yeah, it, he doesn't even have a face. It's like a floating hat on a body. There's no actual like way to make the shape or contour of a fucking head even because it could make a circle. Somehow with that limited technology still feel like you're conveying a story. 
No, that's, I remember. I remember when I played Spy versus Spy, fucking Pitfall, and like Frogger and shit. I remember just being lost in that shit. Yeah, like, and it's so, or I played. I used to put. I had that bunk bed that had like the one bunk facing the wrong way. Like so, like mm-hmm. yeah, the regular bunk bed, and another one went out. Yeah, and then there was a dresser next to the bottom bed. Yeah. so there was a weird space behind the ladder, and I shoved a fucking CRT TV between the rungs of the ladder, and so the TV wouldn't fall because the weight of the back of it, it was like stuck between the fucking ladder rungs. Yeah, and then I put a blanket over the whole thing crawled in from the bottom bunk and put my Atari in there and I fucking would play this game called Star Raider forever dude I thought I was in space dude I played that (laughs) fucking shit for hours and it's so when you look back at it it looks like you're throwing a meatball at some fucking polka dots dude like that shit is so fucking weak but I I was fucking I was lost dude I was gone I was in the fucking I was in space in a fucking spaceship in my bedroom with all the lights off and it was fucking like badass yeah so yeah you kind of like imagination one you're a kid dude imagination's different you could play with G.I. Joe's and be all pow 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 karate chop and you thought it was cool right now you're like this is fucking stupid what am I doing right like that's weird that that changes like I mean I don't know. That's, that's perspective. Yeah. And it was a different time. Yes, it was a different time. So, um, the, he had 10 months to design code, quality control, feedback, everything on Raiders. So plenty of time to, to work out the kinks. And then they were told, you know, Spielberg wants you to do the ET video game. ET's not even out yet. No one knows what the fuck this thing is. He's told what the story is roughly. Um, at the last minute. But the problem is Spielberg and um, who was it? So the, the CEO of Spielberg and somebody were having arguments about when mm-hmm. it was going to um, get implemented. Um, so like, I think the big problem is, is like, man, like that's a hard act to follow. Like ET was a fucking crazy, like, emotional feel good awesome fucking 80s movie where you were just like i mean it's that invoked emotion like i don't want to ruin it for anyone spoiler but like et gonna fucking die elliot's fucking sick the flowers coming back up making you think that you got to meet a fucking alien drinking the whole fucking thing man like that movie is amazing and to try to associate just like you said about pac-man just think about how sad you were about the fucking cherries not quite bobbling and floating around in the fucking maze and it's slightly making a different chomp to go to that bitch ass fucking ET running around in a fucking forest like that. It, the game just didn't hold up to it. And when you had this expectation of such a fucking love that you have for something, it was so nostalgic and so important in your life to go to that fucking game. You're just like, this is fucking bunk. It sucks. Like that fucking game just wasn't holding up. Apparently it took months and months and months for, for Spielberg and Atari to decide upon the final financial arrangements of the E.T. game because everyone knew E.T. was going to be huge. I don't think they knew how huge it was going to be, but the assumptions were it was going to be a big movie. So they were doing all this stuff, and then Spielberg came back and said, we want it, and we need it by September 1st, which was five weeks off. What they should have been doing is like just throw a, te- a fucking programmer at it. Yeah. Like be working on this because it's probably going to happen. Yeah. Like even if it doesn't, whatever. But right. yeah. So, but they don't, but you can't do that because you have no idea what the story is at all. You know nothing about the movie. True. Until yeah. Spielberg comes and tells you what the movie's about. So the CEO of Atari, which is now, you know, a, a corporate suit, calls this guy and says, here's the story arc. We need this in five weeks. Can you do it? And the guy said, the biggest mistake of my life was I said, yes, I can. Right. And I should have just said, there's no fucking way in hell, you know? 
Um, but so he turned back out- in the day. He knew he could just fucking work around the clock and fucking, right. Right. you know, he'd make it happen. He's done it before with other games, but not to mimic something. If it's an original game, like it's a breakout, you're like, okay, this fucking thing's going to hit colored yeah. squares and they're going to disappear. Right. And it's right. fun and addictive. But when it's tied to something that has like a background or emotion or an expectation, that's different than some game. That's just fun for entertainment. Right. It's the association right. with the movie and not living up to expectation. Yeah. So, um, but watch, if you're interested in it, watch the documentary, um, about the, the, they're basically doing a, a hunt and looking back at, cause they know that Atari threw away hundreds of thousands of the ET cartridge because they were dog shit and they couldn't even sell them. And so the and consoles and shit, because oh. they had like the 7,200 when, um, Commodore takes the guy from, uh, who took over. I can't remember. Someone took over and they wanted no part of video games. So they were like, no, Atari's going to be a computer company, which it was like 1985. Yeah. That was kind of the thing. It was like, it's going to be right. Apple. There's going to be this IBM, like a computer in your home is the thing. Fuck this video game shit. That's for kids. We want to revolutionize the fucking world and everyone's going to have a computer and businesses are going to have yeah. a computer. So he tries to shift focus to that and never even releases the 7200. And they had like fixed up all the 2600 games. So they'd have badass graphics in the 7200. They don't right. release any of that shit. But then like, I think NES comes out. That's the crazy thing. Did you Nintendo, see that NES yeah. offered them? Yeah. NES then- yeah, offers the rights to Atari for from outside of Japan. Yeah. Or and they fucking turn it down. They basically instead That's another of, kick in the ass. Yeah. Um the the so yeah, Apple and Nintendo both came to them at some point and at this point they just said no. And one of the quotes different from, guy at that time. It was Bushnell guy. that turned down Apple, but yeah. this time it was like the big wig and said no, we're going to do Curse this. Of the and they, company. they didn't want anything yeah. to do with video games, so they said no to NES. And then in a last minute fucking thing they're like, "Fuck, well we still got all this Atari video game shit yeah. that I don't care about." They sloppily just fucking released the 7200 and tried to throw that shit out to market and it fucking just didn't sell. Yeah, so they had off. such an excess of it and they had given up on video games because their mindset just wasn't there that they fucking literally needed to throw it away. So they buried it yeah. so fucking deep, dude. So, well, they that just, hole they, is well, so deep. It. I mean, it's just the landfill. I it's mean, so yeah. deep. But the yeah. documentary is about them doing detective work to say, okay, if they were taking loads of trash from this city to this landfill at this time, where is it at? He thinks it's a, yeah. he, it was impressive. It was, they had a picture of a photographer this far, that they lined up. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. The detective work. It's a cool documentary. It's and they threw in like Indiana Jones. They were like, it was like he had the fucking thing where they lined the laser up. They were showing this photographer and they like put this point of sight of where she was yeah. standing next to this fucking reference. And they fucking start digging. They're like, oh, a newspaper from reason, a week out. For some reason, the guy that wrote uh, Ready Player One is involved in it. And he drives there in in a DeLorean, George R. R. Martin's DeLorean. That's kind of guy cool. who wrote Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, who's in? The it was no. It was it was Ready. his DeLorean. Oh, yeah. George R. R. Martin was borrowing it. His DeLorean. George R. R. Martin was borrowing it, and he actually kind of a cool story. The book. I I didn't care for the book to be honest. Ready Player One. I know the Spielberg, movie. The movie was good. Spielberg, ironically, Spielberg made the movie, um, and this guy was in the documentary about the bad Spielberg video game, but. Uh, <laughs> The book, when he wrote the book, Ready Player One, he because the whole the the whole premise is there's some Easter egg that if you can figure it out, you win this guy's company. That's the premise of the story. Right. Yeah. And the guy who wrote the book buried an Easter egg in the book and said, if anyone contacts my agent, 
and solves the Easter egg, I will drive to your house and give you my DeLorean. Oh, wow. Did it happen? Yes, it did. It had to have oh, happened. Yeah, somebody would figure that happened. shit out. It took a couple of years. It actually happened on that old TV show, Attack of the Show. Um, they actually. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look that up. That sounds cool. The, the guy, uh, unless they just talked, they show. I think it was on the show, but yeah, he gave the he gave the DeLorean away because someone figured out whatever the fuck the Easter egg was, and he said that he never thought in a million years he would be giving away his DeLorean because it was so obscure and so well hidden that no one could ever fucking solve it. Well, um, the guy that made Yars Revenge put an Easter egg in Yars Revenge. Like the first fucking real game that comes out, they hit an Easter egg in. So like if you like stood on one spot, all of a sudden his initials would pop up. They were trying to figure out what like three letters Uh, would pop up and it was his initials. And then in in E.T., he put an Easter egg that when you're in this fucking pit and you find this like crystal or whatever, if you like charge the crystal, it turns into um, Yar from Yars Revenge. And then if you do it again, it turns into uh, Indiana Jones Hmm. and he fucking like shoots off the screen or whatever. Like. It doesn't do anything, but it's like yeah, some it's, little glitch yeah, you can yeah, find. Yeah. yeah. So different things like a quote from Bushnell said, under Warner, Atari committed suicide. It wasn't homicide. It was self-inflicted stupidity. What you had was a bunch of record guys thinking they know what the game business was about. I could catalog the screw ups they made. I would have liked to have taken Atari to another level. If I could go back in time, I would not sell to Warner. And yeah. Al Alcorn, the guy who developed the Pong, um, said when we were young at Atari, every year we risked the whole company on new products. If the VCS had failed or Home Pong had burned up, we'd have killed the company. And now Atari is making billions of dollars a year in revenue. And if something had failed, it wouldn't have been a pimple on the butt of the thing. Yet the fear of failure and the ego of those guys, they weren't Silicon Valley. They weren't startup guys. They weren't risk takers. So nothing came out. Yeah. So, well, you guys saw the the ET game in 2015 sold for like $105,000 when like all this shit was going on. Like and if you had a cartridge? Yeah, the cartridge, like one of the cartridges sold Why? for over $100,000 because they were all gone. There wasn't any hardly. Oh, and, weird. And, and, and now you can get one on eBay for like 10 bucks. Because, they, because of the landfill. <laughs> they were yeah. surprisingly intact when they dug <laughs> yeah. that shit up. Some of them were smashed out and like yeah. heat warped or something. Uh, but I, I mean, I feel like you could just plug that shit in and played it probably. So yeah, you end probably, up, so yeah. at that point, Atari just starts getting bought out by company after company. Commodore buys them. Another company buys them. Um, they try, they release the links. Like the, the sad thing is the links and the Jaguar were two systems that most people don't know about the, but they were actually fucking badass systems. The links was a handheld system and it was like really legit, almost as good as coin op video games. Um, but a game boy size pretty much yeah. it came out in 1989, but it was, it was prohibitively expensive. Um, it had a short battery life. And then when the Nintendo came out, the simplicity of Nintendo plus Tetris just slaughtered the links. Everybody wanted oh. the Game Boy so they could play Tetris. Um, and that was the thing. So the links got smashed. I and forgot the, I was addicted to Tetris for a little while there, a couple yeah. months back. The Jaguar came up. out and, um, like Aliens versus Predator, the very first ever notion of Aliens versus Predator was a game on the Jaguar and it was an amazing video game very almost impossibly difficult super creepy there was no music it was just you so you'd be walking through the hallways and all of a sudden jump scare you'd hear the predator just say over here and you're like oh god damn it the predator's here (laughs) the fucking aliens are sneaking around and you're just it was kind of like a res like the early resident evil games where you never had enough ammo it was impossible to save you were you were did you see the commercial for it 
the commercial is pretty funny because he's like, it's like, you might not want to play it alone. And then it shows a guy like from the side profile, like with a TV, like flashing on his face. And then like his mom scares him or something. And he's like, ah, and he turns out like, dang mom. And then he turns around and starts playing again. And all of a sudden you just see her limp fucking arm, like slapping and like messing with his ear on the side of his, like all strange. Like, why is she doing that? And then he turns around and like the predator or like the alien's hand is holding his mom's dead arm, like slapping uh, him in the fucking face. <laughs> I was like, damn, they were crazy with yeah, their commercials. Yeah. And they had that sex doll commercial. They were super yeah. forward thinking about the Jaguar. We're a bunch ads. of pussies now. Yeah. That's all it is. At the time, like that, that was one of the best video games I had ever played at the time that I played it. And I didn't have it. My friend Phil did. And we would used to go over to, to he and his girlfriend's apartment every fucking night. And we would just play AVP because it was so goddamn fun and scary and challenging. And it was a great system. It was, it was truly a generation ahead of its time, but no one was making consoles for it. And that was kind of the last gasp for Atari. And then it got bought by a hard, uh, you know, a, a hard drive company. And then some other company that was just trying to buy IPs from the seventies, eighties and nineties. They were buying every small video game company they could. I think they eventually bought it for $5 million. Yeah. It was the last time I saw it. I was like, God, they still exist. I mean, they make the railroad tycoon games. They, they make some mobile games. So Atari still does exist in some fashion aside from the dapper t-shirt i'm wearing right now but i noticed that yeah the the life and death of atari but no i didn't realize how instrumentally huge they were in um not only arcades but um home video game systems the model that is used right now of home video game systems is either something that atari either did right in the first place or failures they made such as you know, how do we get around the fact that this console is outdated in four years and we need a new console? How do we convince people to do that? And they watched it crush Atari and they said, well, fuck, we got to figure out a way around that, you know? Right. So, but yeah, it was, that's Atari. Go play it. All right. Social media winner for episode 482, Father Yod. I already forgot about Father Yod. I forgot we mm-hmm. did that. About yard. How dare you? Yeah. Um, it's going to be at underscore Isaac underscore Wolf or Sadie Bab. Man, fucking people's names. Is my name weird? I think my name probably is weird. Brent Van Tassel. Yeah, that's probably totally. a weird name. Brad Taylor's pretty normal. Yeah. I have one of those names, like with the middle name thing, because it's two words. You guys would talk shit if I was a patron for yeah. sure. No, no, because it's not like you didn't put Brent Michael Van Tassel. Like, yeah, because like Brent Van Tassel. Van Tassel's You'd be like, what's this yeah. fucking guy? Yeah, yeah. we'd still middle, say middle ages. Yeah. See, Dave would talk shit. Yeah. I Anyways, Sadie Bab. What the fuck? You're going to win a t-shirt uh, for uh, tagging your friends on Instagram. We appreciate that. It's huge. We didn't have to spend money and it's much more effective. Uh, so thank you for sharing the sculpt with your friends. Um, Frank and Pigeon's going to hit you up and get your t-shirt size and your uh, your location where you live. Now we know where you live, uh, but we're going to send a t-shirt, not murder you, probably. Um, also, thank you to Podbelly. We are a part murdering of the- her would be more fun. Well, it would be more fun than a t-shirt for sure. Yes. Yeah. It's against the law. The whole yeah, jail thing gets Who follows laws? Mm, us sometimes. Laws are meant to be broken. We are a part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Um, if you go to podbelly.com, um, and they're, we're giving away free stickers still for the month of May. Um, there's still some left. Um, I have mailed out a fuck ton of those stickers, actually, like 100. I don't know. There's there's some stickers left, but fucking not a ton. So if you want a free sticker, it's uh, it says I love bacon. It's got Kevin the pig on there. Um, you can go to podbelly.com in the shop and just add it to your cart. And uh, it's uh, code Kevin the pig. Don't share that code publicly because the only way you can get it is on one of the podcasts um, that's on the Podbelly network. Um, all the podcasts are participating. If you're listening to those podcasts, that's where you get that code. Go over there and get a free sticker. Also, thank you to El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Um, we give away hot sacks every week. So if you post on 
Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Reddit. We search and find someone and we pick someone that we mail hot sauce, t-shirts, um, all kinds of cool Elio Cateco stuff and some Sofa King swag to every week. Um, but they are delicious. There's a variety of seven flavors. You can find it in most major grocery stores. Um, if you do see it in the public or even if you're using it at home, um, post it because you might win something. We might give you a t-shirt or some more hot sauce. Um, so thank you to Elio Cateco. Also, thank you to Print Dirt Cheap. Um, they make stickers and printed goods. Um, all the stickers that we have at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop um, were made by Printer Cheap, and they fucking last forever. They're amazing. They might sell cheap ones. I don't know. You might be able to get some low ones, but I don't think so. I think they kind of insist on only using good stickers because everything we've ever got from them, right. it, it's indestructible. It's made out of unobtainium. So the name that is, does not represent their product. Oh yeah, it's 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 high quality for fucking sure. Mm-hmm. Like I have stickers that have peeled off my fucking car and those ones are still on yeah. there. So um, if you need CJ Laser got his window broken and the only thing left was a the sticker. sticker was stayed together yeah. and held the glass. Stayed together. Held the glass. Oh, yeah, there thing. was just yeah. fucking a piece of glass with Sofa King that yeah. was round. Damn, oh, the other just, ones had broken apart. Should, I forgot about that. We should have saved that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you need stuff, go over there and use code Sofa King Podcast to save some money while you're doing it. Um, if you don't need that stuff, you just want to buy some from us. It's on our website. You can go over there and help support us by buying stickers. Um, also, thank you to Jimmy D's Tees. Um, just got my boy a shirt. I got him the Jeff Goldblum shirt. Uh, Maddox is running around with Jeff Goldblum. He was fucking stoked. Nice. He's like, what is this? I was like, it's a Jimmy D's t-shirt. He's got Gary Coleman hanging up a, 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 mm-hmm. a framed portrait in his bedroom on the wall of Gary Coleman wearing a suit. Yeah. He has um, one of the Sculpt um, Patreon letters framed hanging on yeah. his wall. Nice. And when, when he, he heard that I got him a Jimmy D's shirt, he was fucking stoked. And when he saw Jeff Goldblum, he's a huge Jurassic Park fan. Yeah. He fucking like pulled his shirt off immediately, threw yeah. his Fortnite shirt in the fucking corner and put that, uh, that Jimmy D shirt on. But let me ask you this. Well, is he a patron? He's not a patron. So he's no. still a fuckface peasant. He is a little fuckface yeah. peasant. Yeah. yeah. Running around. Um, but he does collect the chicken eggs. So yeah. he's, he's working on it. Um, so anyways, go to Jimmy D's tees and use code. So if you can save some money, he sells all kinds of cool shirts over there and, uh, he makes some of the shirts that are in the store at our shop once again. So if you want to support him, do so. I know somebody just hit me up. I don't remember the name. They went over and bought two shirts today. Um, that's huge. If you do buy something, make sure you mention us go just, even if you can't buy something, just go like the shit out of his stuff, go follow his stuff, say that we sent you over there. That's huge too. So he knows that, uh, that's the, that's the reason you got there is because of us. Yeah. So, um, and, oh, you know what? We started something new. Um, on Sunday, we got Sunday selfie. So, um, we're giving out prizes for that one more chance for you to win something on social media. We're trying as much as we can. Um, Frankie pigeons is looking out, um, for hashtag SK Sunday selfie. So if you hmm. post a picture wearing a Sofa King podcast shirt or a Podbelly shirt or Elio Cateco stuff, um, if you do, preferably if you're wearing some of our stuff is what we're looking for, though. Just uh, hashtag it, um, SK Sunday Selfie and tag mm-hmm. Sofa King podcast, tag yeah. Frankie Pigeons um, for a better chance for us or them to see that. And then we're going through those and picking a winner. There's already a bunch of people today. I know uh, Gesa did it. I know Breck did it. Mm, I, um, I think uh, Jose Jose Luis Jimenez, Jimenez, the third. Jimenez. Uh, he He's did it Jimenez. as well. I know somebody posted a coffee cup. I can't remember everybody's names, but there was already some participation just today. Um, so if you want to go look at that, you can just go look up the hashtag on Instagram, yeah. SK Sunday Selfie, and go see all the pretty people. Yeah. That's nice. all I got. Nice. Uh, we have uh, Sculpt members of the month. Uh, it's three members this month. It's Kaylee Villanossi, Nick Villanossi, and Mike DeFranciscanimo. <laughs> Uh, Ding. I know he does have the reverse. How is he doing that? I don't know. Yeah, it's impressive. That's strange. I'm impressed. Might not show up on the real show though. Yeah, it's in a different location, so this isn't a fake show. Oh, it has to beam here. That's, That's what, what it is. is. Yeah, they're hearing it. Then they're hearing it correct. Yeah. They're hearing what we're hearing. All right. Yeah, sounds good. So uh, the three of them, they call them the gruesome trio. 
mm-hmm. uh, there in, in New York. Um, they're running around. COVID's running around. They got no masks. They got no gloves and they're touching everything. Licking well, things. Um, licking things. It's because yeah. they're yeah. immune. I mean, the yeah. STDs alone, you know, they have the antibodies for everything that's right true. now. That's true. They can't that's even true. get it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They have yeah. strains of herpes that are so aggressive that they kill COVID. It's called gonorrhoeosyphilitis. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. It fucking, it's way worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You think yeah. they have a runny nose, but that's gone. COVID won't even infect them. It's scared of them. Yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah, yeah. And that's so. no nose. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a, is that a dick on your face? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the third wheel Mike. Uh, he's he's kind of like um, he's he's like he's a sickly child. He rolls around in a wheelchair. Right. He can walk though. Yeah. He's but a he sexual just, hype man. He's just in the corner yeah, yeah, yelling. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. when Nick's yeah. got get, get it, it, get it, it yeah. get it. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's really weird. Cheering him on, yeah. but they don't. I mind. mean, when I was watching the video, I, it was very strange. Yeah. It was hard to get it up, honestly. Right. I was. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was really weird. You just have to look away when that. Part Did happens. you get it up, Dave? When yeah. you were watching the video? No. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, I mean, the only thing that he didn't have any eggs. David didn't. He was all out of eggs. The only reason I could get hard was because I was watching Mike in the wheelchair, and. He looks like one of the guys from the fucking remake of the Road Warrior. He's in the wheelchair, yeah. like he's yeah. like, look her there, look her there, lick, lick. Yeah, lick. And it's like <laughs> he's like sniffing weird powders. He's yeah. got ungents that he's rubbing on. Like yeah. it's disgusting. Yeah. It's weird. He has Very the strange. mind of a child. Yeah, yeah, he's like fucking Master Blaster on Sex Town over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's the flavor flavor of of their bedroom. Um, very strange, but uh, amputee porn gets me off. So yeah. just watching him in the wheelchair does it for me. I'm sure there's some flavor over there because yeah, the smell there's... alone. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, it smells like it smells like when when your wife births a baby mm-hmm. and you're in the room. <laughs> That's coming it's, back up. Yeah, man, it's like candles though. Like it smells like one thing, it tastes like another. I hear. Yeah, you can't eat a candle. Don't eat, sm- yeah, yeah, the ones that the, like the sugar cookie candles yeah, yeah. smells amazing. If yeah, you, yeah, don't if eat. You them. bite it, it tastes like chemical. That shit tastes like 3M. It's not yeah. good. Yeah. Should, it tastes so, like anyway, cancer. So thank you, uh, those three uh, fans of the show, great people, wonderful people. It's cool of them to share all this with us too. To be yeah. honest, yeah, yeah, it's insightful. It's personal. It's yeah. private. You know, what I mean, it's brave. Well, they weren't it's sharing. Really, it's it. brave. We, we installed cameras in their house. Yeah, but they know but, now because we've been yeah, announcing now, it. And they yeah, went with fine. it. I mean, they yeah, have to know fine. the cameras are there. Well, you can't see them. Yeah. Well, they call him. They call him Brave Shart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So. Man, those bells suck. David needs your bell back. You get your ass in here. He took it. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, if you're on Reddit, go to r forward slash Sofa King podcast and join in the conversation there. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Sofa King podcast. Uh, personal Instagrams. I'm at raised with wolves. We have Sofa King, Brent and Sofa King, Dave. Also check out El Uteco underscore hot sauce. Check out Jimmy D's teas. Check out pod belly. Uh, don't forget. Oh, you know, I got two pod belly podcast. I forgot to mention that? those. Oh, yeah. uh, go yeah. check out do it, Doug. Um, yeah, he does really, it. He does do it. It's yeah. uh, if you're into like mall rats, he does, Kevin, does Kevin it. Smith yeah. universe stuff. Yeah. Um, they've actually had Jason Muse, Kevin Smith. Like they've got some huge guests over there. Yeah. Um, go check them out at podbelly.com. And also we're not sure yet, which is a big, a bigger so podcast. I'm unsure about that. I'm unsure about them, but I'm pretty sure they're awesome because they do a good I job. Heard them. I was unsure about if you like any of our topics. They've done all of them in a different version with mm. two girls. So go check them out. Yeah. They're from here. They are from here. I didn't know that. It's Liz uh, from the coffee shop and then her friend Cheyenne. I don't know her. You you bought cookies and coffee from her before. You should super fucking short. Mm. She's like three foot 11 and a half. Three foot 11 and a half. She had to stand on a stool just to give you your coffee. Don't remember. You guys stand on a phone book just to. Is she very forgetful? She is kind of forgetful though. Okay. I I remember her. I don't remember. (laughs) What were you talking about? Yeah. Exactly. I forgot. I don't even know who. Anyway. 
Um, yeah, so go over to Instagram, follow Brave us. Brave Shard. Follow I'm not yeah. going to forget Brave Shards. Yeah, you you'll definitely forget Brave Shards. <laughs> Uh, if you're not on Patreon, uh, go to patreon.com backslash Sofa King podcast and support the show. Uh, we are doing a topic episode this week, so you're going to miss out on the topic. I'm good at chocolate milk. I remember that. You're yeah. good at chocolate milk. I'm going to make that shirt. Can we officially so, say his nickname is now Brave Shark. Yeah. Who, sure. Mike DeFrancisco? You don't get to pick it, bro, but there it is. Damn it, Mike. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mike. <laughs> Brave uh, Shark wouldn't have a Brave Shark. It's on his kill. He don't wear underwear. Brave uh, Shark's like down your you leg. He's still shark. I mean, it doesn't stay. Yeah. Sharks don't have to stay in your underwear. No, no, no. no. It's just, you know. Maybe so. a Brave Shark's a sex move that you you have to fart while you're having sex, but you have to be really brave because yeah. you might shark. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you or yeah. do you don't? Yeah. It's when you fart during sex bravely and hope that you don't shark. Well, I mean, yeah. if you're wearing yeah. a kilt, it's going to be a Brave Shark. If you're yeah. like in an office <laughs> meeting. It's going to be a yeah. brave shark. You, you just know? ate a yeah. chili dog. Yeah. You yeah. just got on a Greyhound bus. Mm. Took some antibiotics. Yeah. Great. I'll fuck you up. Yeah. So anyway, that's pretty much it. Um, I think did I forget anything. No. Playlist. Playlist. Sofa King podcast on Spotify. 2020 playlist is on there. That's pretty much it. Don't be a retard. Trying to be sentimental You know our time here is so little Where them dollars at From the dirt, did my spin and got it clean Like laundromats Could've fallen flat, but still kept it all intact That's G shit That's G shit It's easy when it's cracking So all you see is greed behind them lashes I can't blame them Fucking on a $50,000 mattress She know that She wanted one of these $50,000 mattresses Put the camera on her She turn it on Like the $50 million actresses This life I live Ain't by no accident Supposed to be having shit It's built to be having shit Always gonna have shit Always gonna have the baddest bitch That's badder than my last bitch That was bad bitch her damn self Wish I knew how my fans felt Watching they nigga Always do G shit. Nigga, G shit. My mama told me I was gonna be this. <laughs> what? Fuck all that fake humble shit I be posting. You either choose or be chosen. So don't move with emotion. Just move how you supposed to. Keep your plans real close. Keep your crew even closer. A few booze, I'm just joking, baby. Energizing, I'm focused. While strategizing, I noticed I use way too much time worrying about my opponents. Worry about who don't like this, who don't like that. Let me turn it down a little, cause these niggas ain't like that for real. I Me, mean, I'm like that for real. And niggas don't like that for real. And when that pill used to hit, woo, nigga was lights off for real. Sheesh. Man. But I always moved on G shit. Never know ye shit. Ride my own wave till I'm seasick, nigga. Real niggas strive to be this, nigga. Diamond Lane Independent Game. We pledge your allegiance. I pray this give you that feeling.
down. Shit. I pray this give you that healing. Roll up that weed or something, nigga. Alright, man, let's get it. And to everybody who claims to have helped me get here, okay, and.